Chase Burnett, entrepreneur, owner of two businesses, in which we're both part owners in. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great to have you on uh, the second season of the Orange Slice podcast. About time, probably, huh? Yeah, my first podcast. <laughs> well, that's not true, actually. I did a uh, podcasting class in college. Oh. So huh. uh, I interviewed uh, Jesse, actually. Really? Yeah. So. And was it kind of set up like this, or was it totally different? No, no. it was uh, he and I in his room, and I had, like, uh, my younger sister had a Barbie mic. Barbie <laughs> microphone with a speaker. You're oh, like, I was getting scrappy. I was like, oh, I don't have, like, recording equipment. And then I was like, like a oh, pink I, Barbie mic? Oh, yeah. And it was actually the best audio out of all the devices we had. Really? Yeah. We had three or four, like, backup. I was like, I need a backup on a backup. And Shoot, that Barbie <laughs> mic. I wish there was pictures of that that we could see. Um, Maybe we'll dig one up and add it to the. I think my sister still has it. So okay, I might bring it in the office. I mean, and we, can, we could use it for another podcast. I can picture this mic because I've definitely like it's one of those things that you like when you're a kid. You're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a boy, but I'm gonna pick up this pink mic and sing into it because it's oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, she used to do uh, performances with it, and I was <laughs> like, I need a recording. I need some kind of recording device. I'm like, I wonder if that would work. It actually worked really well. So that was at UA. That was at UAA. Yeah, that was one of my classes. Um, through my journalism program so that was my degree at, at uaa was journalism and public communications um, or strategic communications yep yep and then uh so yeah i mean i i've we've told the story before and i think people probably want to hear it I, I mean i've told it before you've you've obviously we both know the story of orange slice and how we started but maybe you could talk a little bit about like sort of how you and i met and and how that uh you know everything kind of went down mm -hmm. yeah well I won't go back too far. Yeah. But, uh, I think the most relevant is probably starting in, in college. Um, so I graduated from high school in South Korea, actually, and then moved back to Alaska. I grew up in Fairbanks, but moved back to Alaska for college because uh, my sister was here, my older sister. And uh, initially, I wanted to be a physical therapist. So that was my first. Uh, I was like, I oh, can I'm see gonna, that. I'm going to be a I, physical for therapist. Some reason, I can see that. I was really into fitness. Hey, like, second career maybe, possibility. Maybe. I've still got time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so did a, about a year, I think it was, um, and uh, UAA had just started a physical therapy program, actually, and um, it was the first that year they were doing it. I applied. They did a bunch of shadowing on, on base, on J-Bear, and uh, they were only taking 12 people, so I didn't make the cut initially, and they're like, well, you could wait around for a year and then try to reapply. So I'm like, God, I don't want to do that. So... Um, Natural progression, I chose construction management. Oh, yeah. Because so that's, that's – If you can't fix people, you can at least fix a building or sure. build a building. Uh, and did about a semester or two and just oh, absolutely hated it. I bet. It was just, yeah, just not what I was – not what I was supposed to be doing. Was it not your people too? Like in the classes, Very you're like different. Yeah, these guys are construction guys. <laughs> yeah, which was fine, but it was just like just hours on a computer and mm, drafting and estimating. Stuff like that. And estimating. It was just not. It just wasn't wasn't really getting me going. So, yeah. um, I saw a job opening at the Northern Light, which is the newspaper uh, on campus, and uh, got a job as a features editor. So it was basically like go out and do the fun stuff cool oh yeah go yeah, take yeah. photos like the squirrel on water skis guy it's like we got a guy who has, <laughs> yeah. that guy's got a squirrel he can put on water skis exactly yeah <laughs> so um uh, worked for a semester there uh during the journalism program about the same time and i was like this is this is it 
like this is storytelling clicked right away i was like this is really what i want to be doing um so went through the journalism program um and then met you wait when did you pick up a camera though that's i think an important part of this oh so i was about to say was it about the same time you kind of were like hey i gotta take pictures too uh no it was a little bit earlier so when i first moved back to uh, alaska for college so i graduated high school in 2014 moved back and uh you know i i wasn't really into like camping and hiking before i moved back i did a little bit when i was younger but um i really just like picked it up and i'm like wow i'm in this such a beautiful place like i need to be documenting it and telling stories or documenting stories and just you know um just documenting what i was doing so yeah. that's really when i started picking up photography um seriously uh, i had a friend in south korea who um he was a great photographer and he really inspired me to to pick it up when i moved back so cool yeah um, now you're crushing it i mean your instagram obviously i talk about it a lot i brag for you all the time that you get like 50,000 followers 50, 50 something yeah what's your handle there we'll, we'll add that uh, to the notes uh at chase burnett underscore yeah people can check out those photos yeah so i've had uh, a really fun time with photography and i've grown a lot in the last you know eight nine years um of doing it and uh yeah so through the journalism program uh we actually did a, a tour of kaladi brothers where i met you mm -hmm. where and, i was marketing uh, director you were the marketing director and um, I was getting ready to graduate, so I was on track to graduate December of 2019, and so I think it was about a semester before that when we did the tour, and I was like, oh, this seems like a cool place to work. Um, I'd kind of known Wong Yi a little bit through through Instagram and, and kind of seen what he was doing, and I'm like, oh, sounds cool. So uh, yeah, I walk up to you, and I'm like, hey, this is me. Like, uh, is there, you know, can we talk about uh, potential, you know, what you guys have going on, or just see what yeah see what you guys are doing yeah yeah i remember it vividly i i think uh, for those out there people who are wondering like how to get the job they want or how to get things going it's like get the get the guts up to go and talk to the person that is the decision maker or the person that get, can get you close to that what you want to do and i think you you did that and i think a lot of people just don't take that first step and uh, I'll let you continue, but this is like the precipice, I guess, if that's the correct word of like how we progress to where we are today. Definitely. And I think, um, yeah, I definitely uh, second that with, uh, you know, the sentiment of if you think you're interested in something, just go up and talk to somebody. I learned that from my dad. He's like, you just need to put yourself out there. It's like he was like 90% of life is just showing up. And so absolutely. It's easier just... than people than you think, too. It's more because you're inside your own head like, oh, is it going to be uncomfortable? Is it? Yeah, it probably is going to be a little uncomfortable, but honestly, that's where we find growth is in those uncomfortable situations. So definitely, yeah, that was a that was a big deal. Yeah, so we we met, talked a little bit, um, and I know at the time you guys were kind of a full full staff. Yeah, we we hired a couple you people. came back and I interviewed you. Yeah, for about two hours. I think. Yeah, we talked, we talked for about two hours. Mm -hmm. I loved everything you did, the storytelling, the photos, everything was great. But I had sort of our we had just hired somebody on the the team. And uh, yeah, I just didn't have room at the moment, but yeah. go ahead, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, like I said, I was on track to graduate uh, 2019 uh, in December, and I think I was the one of the last graduating classes in person up until recently because of COVID. So then along came COVID. So What's that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I Never don't, heard I, of it. I don't, wanna, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah graduated in December of 2019, kind of like right into COVID. And um, I was 
applying to you know hundreds of positions yeah like you literally li literally hundreds, hundreds. of positions yeah all like, over the country right yeah i was even looking out of state yeah. i was like I, and i did a few interviews up here and um i won't name names but just it was very discouraging because it was like i'd go through an interview process i'd be like hey i have this experience i've got this degree yeah it's like what done you know, the work can we you know what what does it look like and they're like well uh, we want to hire you but you know covid yeah and that was kind of the, the the excuse universal the, the excuse reason. yeah whatever that, whatever that meant to the to the business and then uh or they would come back with a you know an offer of 14 dollars an hour low ball like, why, why did i even you know i've got this yeah. degree like this is supposed to be you know and i'm sure that's what a lot of people face after they graduate college is like oh i thought like because that's what we're told it's like get your degree isn't that, yeah isn't that then, the problem with mm -hmm. like the education system as it is it's like oh i did all this work now i should come out and get a job paying 75k mm -hmm. a year and it's like nope you still got to start somewhere definitely so. yeah and so um yeah it was 100 it was applying to hundreds of positions nothing was really taking i actually interviewed um at a place in utah uh it was like a, a ranch or like event venue space um and did oh, like a, did like a digital interview and they're like yeah no we're not going with you <laughs> and then uh i think i got a call from you or an email i think i texted i know i texted you because okay. i was i was i remember like oh i just popped in my brain like i'm gonna start this business I, and i i need i need a partner that's in it with me and uh yeah i was like i wonder what chase is doing and yeah i, 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 I had your i'm like i wonder if i still have my phone and i did yeah, I remember you texting me and you're like, hey, did you find a job yet? And I'm like, nope. And you're like, you want to talk about potentially doing something? I'm like, definitely. And I remember that vividly meeting in uh, uh, at, the park the at the park strip yep. um, on like a very sunny, warm day. Uh, we were just sitting on the bench talking and I was like, I have no idea what this is going to like turn into. But Neither I did like, I. But I was like, this is like, there's an opportunity here. And um, I was like, there's nothing like nothing else is going on. So yeah. I was like, I just need to. You know, let's try it and see yeah and i was like happens. i can't afford to pay you so you just want to come on and be a partner and i was like sure <laughs> I was like, that sounds great but uh yeah so that's kind of how we uh how it started and yeah. then we've uh definitely grown a lot in the last four four years or so yeah that was 2020 2000 oh, 2020 june 8th 9th yeah mm -hmm. we started the business officially yeah and then i remember when we were first getting started working out of your house working out of uh steam dot coffee shops just yep. just anywhere we could we could do it um midtown mall i yep. remember sitting in there and yep um but and uh, now we're yeah in a beautiful office in midtown anchorage with you know six employees mm -hmm. and a bunch of great clients and um yeah i think you know it's a testament to to you you know you're so young i think and it's it's hard for uh, young people i think to like like see what it is like to to get to this point like mm -hmm. what to do or how to handle and i, I just think it, for listeners out there who are listening uh that are in this like 20 to 30 year old potentially range and still trying to figure out what they want to do what kind of advice i guess would you give them uh you know to on how to get sort of going with something that you really feel passionate about or some business you want to start um i think the biggest thing is just um keep trying i mean during covid when i was trying to apply to places and, and nothing was working i took that time to uh i learned adobe illustrator a little bit because i'm like hey let's let me like build up my skill set so that you know if this degree isn't like pushing me ahead to the top of the list like maybe if you know my photography will help you know these skills in graphic design maybe that'll help and so 
I was just like, what can I do to kind of try to set myself apart? Um, and then with that, uh, like we started, it's just walk up and talk to people. Like if you think you can, you can offer something to somebody and everybody can, I think it's um, important to just walk up and be like, just introduce yourself. It's like, hey, this is me. Here's my skill set. This is what I'm interested in. Yep. And there's always opportunity that you'll find. That's great advice because I think we've had uh, young people come to us. Uh, I want to be in marketing mm -hmm. is what they say. Or I want to be a marketer or whatever. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, what, do you, what are your, your skills in? Like, what do you want to do? And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to build websites and I want to do graphic design. And, and I'm like, all right, so you could do that without mm -hmm. working for a marketing company. Like, that's what people should be doing who are interested in this industry is actually getting those skills. Like, if you want to build a website or if you, if you want to be a website builder and say that's like a part of your skill set, go on to you know, Squarespace and go build a website. Well, and I think that contributed to our success early on is that um, it was obviously a team effort, but I had done a lot of this, um, you know, when we first started, it was a lot of content development, a lot of photos, a lot of website building. And I had done all those things on my own, either for my own website um, or through the, the newspaper at the school or just through personal projects. And so I had that skill set of like, you know, it didn't really, you know, I didn't learn all those things in school. I didn't learn websites in school. I didn't learn photography in school. Um, those were just some things that I was interested in. And I took the time to, to learn. I used Squarespace. I'm like, oh, this is pretty simple. I can do this. And just building on it from there. And so, um, yeah, coming in with a skill set or it's like, hey, I'm interested in doing this. It's like, well, have you taken some time to, to try to do that? Because there's, there's all these opportunities, especially for, especially for you know, digital uh, marketing or graphic design or yeah. photography. It's like the, you can learn on YouTube. You can like refine your skill set before you even step into an interview or even talk to somebody about a job. Yes. You're truly a jack of all trades, I think, in my opinion. And, uh, and the, the fact that you have gone and done the work to develop these skills, I think has helped you have confidence in things, take, taking on more new things and like, figuring shit out. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of what we do is like, Hey, here's what the client wants. It's got these things. Like we haven't done this before, but mm -hmm. we can figure it out. Yeah. And I, I think, think, I think one of the most valuable skill sets is the like problem solving mindset of like, okay, maybe I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to do what I can to find somebody who can do it. Or I'm going to learn from somebody, or I'm just going to just figure out how to do it. And I know that sounds, um, I don't want to sound reductive, but it's just like, that's, that's what you have to do. It's like, that's the most valuable skill set that you can come into any kind of position. And it's like, Hey, I'm going to figure it out. Yes. You know, Being resourceful. Uh, and we talked about, uh, like, you know, having this like really robust sort of, uh, recruitment process for our own business and having, having that process identify people who have the skills to figure shit out mm -hmm. and, uh, aren't afraid to take, things on that they're maybe not super familiar with on the creative side and on the technical side because in this industry there's so much of that crossover like you have to be very like right brain left brain like all the time going back and forth well and especially in this industry it's like now as a business owner if, if somebody walked into our office and was like hey i have this really great degree from this school i'd be like that's great but what can you do <laughs> what, what have you already done what projects have you worked on what skill sets do you have it's like and I think, I think more and more people are realizing that it's like, yes, you know, college and, and the university can be beneficial um, and it can teach you things and give you structure. But if coming out of it, you need to have the skills to, to actually apply in, yep. in your position or in an organization. Yep, for sure, for sure.
um, yeah, so, you know, you've done, uh, we, we've done together so much mm-hmm. uh, since we started this business. Um, we just brought on uh, Valpac of Alaska. Do you want to you talk a little bit about, like, what that business means and, and what it is? Yeah, so we, um, for people that aren't familiar, Valpac is a, a national franchise. So Seth and I purchased the uh, franchise for Alaska. So we own the, uh, the rights to um, distribute and sell Valpac in the, the entire state of Alaska. And it's, uh, their core product is a blue envelope. Um, people have probably seen it before uh, with various coupons from, from local businesses, from national businesses. And um, we were already utilizing it for some of our clients with some really good success um yeah uh, dr- direct mail in general mm-hmm. we've had a lot of success with without uh, you know specifically valpack but just mm-hmm. people have one mailbox right and they have everybody has multiple email inboxes and everything's going to spam these days and mm-hmm. so all junk mail is kind of going to emails and now people are only getting three to five pieces of mail a day mm-hmm. uh and with informed uh form informed mail from usps people can see what's coming people i mean myself i get excited mm-hmm. when i see something coming in the mail and i'm like oh shit the that's coming the valpac's coming or whatever it is it's uh yeah direct mail is not uh dead i think a lot of people just assume like print's dead mm-hmm. uh, i think it is one of the most powerful platforms that's underutilized these days well and that was one of my uh, one of the contributing factors for me in being like, yeah, that's a, that we should move into that is, um, you know, I deleted Instagram recently um, and I've been spending a lot less time on social media. And so now I'm not getting hit with ads. I'm not seeing, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on in the community, which is a, a negative, but uh, I think it's outweighed by the positive of, you know, me- the mental health and anxiety. Yeah. And not spending so much time. We had just, this conversation yesterday. Yeah. Scrolling mm-hmm. and then seeing, you know, wars, you know, across seas, whether it's Ukraine or. Yeah. You're switching from Israel. Yeah. You're switching from like, okay, this is what's going on. This is cool things happening in the community. Yeah. And then the next post immediately is, is war and, and some very yeah. negative things. Then you get a so, funny video and a booty shaking video. Then you get, it's just yeah, like, it's, it's too it's, much it's for our brains. Yeah. That's a hard thing to process all at once. And so. Um, I'm really excited to um, have another avenue to communicate things to the the public for businesses and organizations. That's not just oh, here's another ad, here's another digital thing to look at. Yep. Um, and like you said, people now don't get as many pieces of mail in their mailbox, and so um, special. Ideally, uh, people would start to look at their mailbox as something that uh, is useful and is exciting that they're they're getting something that's that's of value to them. And yes uh yeah i don't know how much more i got here i think we you know chase and i spend a lot of time together more Mm -hmm. more so than probably anybody else in my life besides my wife um so yeah we uh we appreciate everybody listening i think Mm -hmm. uh you know it's christmas time uh and uh we just want to wish everybody a merry christmas happy holidays happy hanukkah Mm -hmm. uh and uh yeah Thanks for listening, everybody. Chase, thanks for coming on. Any last words for the audience? No, I'm I'm just excited for the next four years of Orange Slice. Yeah, right. to see where it goes. Let's go. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.